0: Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast based around the principles of our non-distressed auction model and Australian real estate concepts at work today in the US marketplace. We focus on scripts, dialogues, real situations in negotiation, listing appointments, prospecting, and all concepts to do with real estate. We look forward to being real and rethinking real estate with you. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Rethink Real Estate. We're in part two today of auctions in a strong marketplace. Um, one of the uh, leading frustrations to Jason in his life at the moment, guys, and as we mentioned in the last one, and you know, this is also doubling as Jason's therapy session. So uh, so, folks, I uh, appreciate you tuning into that. So Jason, tell me how you feel. No, I feel much better, actually. I think you the know, first session was fantastic. I don't need any more. I'm just going uh, <laughs> to discharge myself from therapy, I think. We've actually put a, a couch in the podcast room, folks. Taking notes and wearing glasses, you know, all these types of things. Um, but let's talk through, you know, a little bit more about a conversation with an agent that you're having and also that I'm having even externally from the group as well, um, from a perspective of that, well, why are we not just selling these properties so quickly? You know, why don't we just take that first offer? Why don't we get a chance to double-end it? Um, mate, your choice here today, do you want to be? Typical auction director, and and I'm the agent that's coming up with the issues, or do you want me, you want to be the agent? Give you give yourself to sort of put yourself in the shoes of somebody that you're dealing with on a daily basis, and let me handle those objections. Which way would you like it to go, mate? Oh, I really don't mind. I mean, I
1: think um, well, I'm, I might go. Thank you, mate. Yeah. I think I might go the agent here because I think yeah. that one thing that's important when when we discuss
0: um, folks. Did you notice that that's a pathway of lease resistance? What does that say about him? Awkward silence for everybody that doesn't know what you
1: mean. <laughs> um, but one thing I think that we you know when we talk about this is that it's important just to cover off on what are the benefits to the seller? What are the benefits to the marketplace being the buyers that are out there for, for, for this process? Yeah,
0: allow me and to what do that. The... You just get into the role play, get in, get into the mode. Come on, all right, cool, okay, all right. What, what's going to Jason Scott? Okay, which area are you working, mate? Dana Point. That's Dan- where I live. <laughs> Dana, the beautiful, the beautiful coastal harbor. <laughs> the beautiful Dana. Dana. Dan, I mean, the point. Okay, all right, great. So, um, okay. so we're having a conversation. Let's set the scene. You've got a property that's coming up, or have you got what? What's going to be the scene here, mate? What are you dealing with on a regular basis? Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, no, I think that um, right now the marketplace is is really really strong. Um, yeah, but hang on, do you have a property that's coming I've up? Got a, I've got a, I've got a. You know what? I've listed the property. You've listed. I've the already property. listed the property. What and, type of property is it? Um, it's a freestanding four bedroom home. It's two stories. You'd love it, Ben. You should buy it. It's got a pool. Um, about four and a half thousand square feet,
0: quite a size. Great. Um, and what do you think the property's worth in the, today's marketplace, Jason? Oh, well, it's easily worth two million, isn't it? Okay. All right, two million? No yep. problem. So sellers' expectation, then what do they want to achieve out of it? Very realistic, Ben. Very realistic. They probably about Obviously uh, we're in role play here, people. They're yeah, about two point one. Very okay. realistic. Two point one, yeah. okay, great. And what's the public price, Jace? So what's the price that you think the property will sell for in the next coming 60 days? Oh, mate, probably two point one five. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Strong market. Uh, delusional. Um, okay. Um and 24 hour price. If if you were going to sell this property and you were never going to sell another property in that area again because no one would ever allow you to because you sold it so cheap, what would be the price that you could sell? for within 24 hours anything under 219 one nine, okay, mm-hmm. sure, no problems. Um now outside of that, so we'll set the feedback level at one nine and go from there. But Jace, what are the things that you're toying with at the moment, whether you should go traditional and just see how it goes, or whether or not you should go down the path of auction? Well I, mate, I think when we look at the last three sales that happened in this particular tract in this
1: particular area, with the view that we've got in the pool as well, mate, they all sold, you know, within four days effectively.
0: Previous pre,
1: post COVID or is that pre COVID? No, but, during COVID, during COVID as okay, well. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, um cool. so both both are rather thr Three sold very very quickly. Um, they actually um, sold above ask, so there's obviously some demand for the property. Okay. Um, so I think that coming on at a at a price by comparison to these homes, you know around that uh, the 2.15 or so price sure. point or, or 2.1 price point, wherever the sellers want to go there, I think that um, we should
0: get some good in- interest and hopefully get a, an asking offer. So so first thing that I want to determine here in this situation, Jason, is that does your seller, do they want the highest price the market will pay or are they just happy settling for whatever, that, wh- whatever they can get? Well, they want the highest price, yeah. Okay, great. Um, and then also from a perspective from you, let's talk about you selfishly for a moment, is that would you like to get more business from this or would you like to just sell this property and move on, sell it as quickly as possible and move on? oh, and I want to get some more business, I think these guys
1: are going to be a great referral. So if I can sell it quickly and sell it at the price that they want, then there uh, should be some more business there for well, me. Well, no, sure.
0: I, I'm not referring to a referral client from them because ultimately referral clients absolutely is definitely one thing that you definitely need to do. So managing their expectation, Jason, is something that we'll talk about shortly to ensure that they don't just think that you got market value, they think that you got the best value out there. Um, secondly is that I'm just talking more about you know getting more business from this one. So buyers or, or other listings within the neighborhood as well, giving you time to prospect around that individual property. Because one of the flags that I put up, first of all, is that if this property is so hot, first of all, one is that those properties are probably so hot because they sold at that particular time in that particular market with those particular buyers there. Now your sellers have seen those properties sell. They've probably got an heightened um, understanding or or thought of what the property might be worth. So maybe their expectations might be a little bit too high, but that's okay. That's manageable. Um, But the thing is is that I really want to focus on is that Do like as far as your client is is concerned is that within four days, selling a property within four days doesn't really give you a chance in order to get more business. So that's one thing you've got to consider for your business. But secondly, is that did you get the first buyer or did you get the best buyer? Because one of the things that we're seeing in the current marketplace, Jason, is that we can sell a property relatively quickly, but then if it's not the absolute perfect terms in any way, shape or form is that it's very likely to fall out of escrow, okay? Which then tarnishes the property's reputation again. Yeah, well, look, one one thing I'm worried about
1: here, obviously, with you know, I know that these sellers, this was a hard fought battle to get to get this listing. These sellers it. were speaking with some of the other listings. Two two of the three uh, listings sold with one particular agent. They were speaking very seriously with this agent based on the results they had there. I can't afford not for this home to sell in a reasonable amount of time and a reasonable price, sure. simply based on this being my market. What's a reasonable? So what's a reasonable amount of time in your eyes? They all sold within four days, Ben. Okay, you know, so so uh, I'm I'm putting a, a week a, a week kind of time
0: frame on sure. on, on this, and and again, you know. Um, I think the value's there. Okay. So, so again, if we could, if we could do something within this period of time that was actually going to guarantee them that they got the highest price out of the marketplace, why would you do that versus just put a price on it that possibly could be wrong, or you could be left, you know, a property falling out of escrow because of the terms that people are putting on it? Well, I think the the
1: the the the. the Accuracy of the price is justified by these three other listings, and
0: you know, obviously, that's as, as, as solid an evidence as we're going to get but as I, but far I as think the interest in the area. Jason, the I'm going to push, type. I'm going to push back a little bit there, then, and I'm going to say that the moment that you think that you understand real estate prices is the moment that you undersell a property, or is it the moment that you overprice a property and allow it to become tarnished? We can't get arrogant to the point that we think that our opinion is actually means anything from a perspective of of what the property is worth, because you're not willing to write a check for it. So we've just got to make sure that you're making a rational decision now, Jason. Listen, there's, so you there's, think there's another a- element. There's yeah. another element of this before we go ahead. There's another element of this, okay, is that you need to consider this as well, right? Is the seller, okay, is the seller looking to move on quickly, okay, for whatever they can get or do they want the most amount of money? Now, this is the thing is that you mentioned to me at the beginning of this, they do want the most amount of money. How can you prove that they got the most amount of money if it is traditional? Now, again, you've got to take my opinion with a grain of salt because it's always going to be geared and biased towards auction, Okay, because I truly do believe that we will sell a property for more. Because you take the statistics into play, Jason, we've only ever sold a property for more after auction than what we were able to get before on the day of auction 1% of the time. So we know we have the most amount of leverage. If we are looking to really, if this market is really that hot, okay, and you're really looking to leverage it up, is that then that's the only way that we should be doing it. However, the only thing I will say is that. If your sellers are already convinced that auction's not the way to go, or if you're convinced that auction's not the way to go in the beginning, let's not do auction. Because if you're not convinced to do so, I don't want to have to continue to convince oh, it's you. The oh, no, there's, there's no, there's no convincing going on. You
1: know, that's, that's not a problem. I just, I just don't think I need it. You know, okay. right, right now we're in a position where, um, you know, yes, price is important, but again, we have to the opportunity. Make, but to do get,
0: you get to, do you get to make that decision though? That's pretty arrogant to think that you can get to make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, I just the the thing that I'm the thing that I am pointing out here is the fact that this is the seller's choice, and if we sat down and we displayed the facts to them, is that a decision that makes you more comfortable that you can get a commission earlier doesn't necessarily oh, no, no, mean no, no, it's the not, best thing for them. No, 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 it's not about that. I, you know, yeah. Sorry, sorry if I'm making that assumption. No, 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 no.
1: But uh, again, you know, based on uh, this information that's here and, and the market right now and the inquiry that we've already you know in soft marketing kind of got an understanding of as well is that. Um, the value – there's kind of – the justification is there. There's not really too much swing as far as where that value's
0: got to be for the property. But what if you're wrong? Then I'm going to get multiple offers. We're going to go after over ask. But but what if you're wrong? You don't get multiple offers. Again, everything is in the here and now is that I think that there's a safeguard in all of this. If you think that they need the process of elimination, you've already said that they're realistic, Okay. Is that if they're realistic, then auctions are the perfect route for them. But if they needed the process of elimination to list their property, you know, a little bit higher than what they probably w- is worth, you've already said to me that you know the 24-hour price is probably 1.9, which I'm gonna I'm gonna just gently point in the direction of the fact is that in this individual market at the moment, the 24-hour price is most often the price that it actually sells for because people are a little bit overinflated. So we don't if we don't want to run the risk of our egos getting into play or our opinions getting into play, then why wouldn't you go through the truest form of finding out? But in saying that. If you're already convinced the traditional, you don't believe that you need auction, I don't want to try and convince you otherwise. But ultimately, I think you probably are going to sell this in four days, Jase. But if you're okay knowing that you probably left money on the table, then please go that route, then that's ultimately your decision. But then also, let's reflect away from the client for a minute. Let's reflect more on your own individual business. What does a sale in four days do for you? Gets you a commission check, might get a referral client from it, And that referral is going to take a very long time to pay off eventually because their their sphere of people is only so big. Whereas if you get to hold that property out for, say, two weeks, you get to prospect for a little bit longer, meet a few more people, work a little harder in order to meet more people, and therefore you can grow your business a little bit further whilst guaranteeing them the highest price the market will pay. That is a win, 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 win. I just don't understand any logic outside of that. But again, don't take my opinion for it, cuz mine's always going to be geared towards auction. You've got to do things in your own right. And if you think that it's easier to do a traditional sale, then I don't know that that's the right motivating factor in order for you to choose traditional over auction. Your decision though. I oh, mean, I've got no more role play. It's so hard for me to try and justify traditional. <laughs> yeah. No, but 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 again, there's multiple things like m- there's multiple things that I could say in that situation is, "Jace, I just want to bank the c- commission and move on." Yeah, but and 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 look, you know, guys, out of role play, obviously now.
1: Yeah, that, that, out, out of role play, there. I mean, guys, it's 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 kind of, it's a little bit embarrassing how often that kind of comment gets thrown at us, wouldn't you say? What's you know, that? Just bank the condition move just, on. I know it's you know. I know it's a payday, it's a sure thing. Yeah, you know, get, it's but gonna be a payday. I get it. I no, get, I don't I get, it's I gonna it. be a payday either way, mate.
0: No, I know that. I, I know that, but I get people's mentality. Like we're talking about people that do two or three deals a year, Jase. You understand know, like, that, but get fifty grand more, you get a bigger payday. No, not really, not much more. Sure, but and again, more. I'm being I'm being I'm being really pragmatical here in, in talking about an industry essentially into to their face about the the deficiencies. But You know, in saying that as well, I, you know, let's face it, everybody that says that, everybody that says that, oh, I'm there to defend my client, it's a load of crap most of the time. Okay, so we're using an argument for the client when most of the people don't really care about the client most of the time. Now, guys, I'm making a general statement. Please don't. Please don't think that I'm saying you don't, because you should. And I'm just saying that this process not only allows you to grow your business by holding onto it a little bit more, a little bit longer, but it also allows the seller to go through a process of elimination as well, not getting the first buyer, but getting the best buyer. You know, we know from everything that we do within our auction business is that the the buyer actually comes through, the best buyer comes through at the end of week two. Okay, and if you're selling within the first week, you're actually not getting the best buyer. Okay, so you're running the risk of leaving money on the table because guess what? You actually don't know if you've undersold a property. You actually physically do not know. It, it, you don't know if you've undersold a property at all. You've just taken the there and the now, and you actually cannot prove whether you've undersold it or not. One thing that I, you know,
1: that, that I think is quite relevant to a lot of agents out there, and, and ask yourselves this is how many times or or have you been in a situation where you've sold a property for a seller before and you know in your heart of hearts you've done a fantastic job. You've done everything you possibly could. They accepted a great offer. It was a great market offer and yet the sellers aren't happy. The sellers either aren't happy with you. They're unhappy with the process. They're unhappy with the price. They're unhappy with something. They're unhappy, right? That's the thing I think that you risk sometimes with traditional is that Yes, you can do a great job. You can sell the property. You can do all of these things, right? But the, the there is that how do you know factor. And then there is the seller that, that may also, you know, be not so content with that result. One thing that auction will provide you is it shows the seller everything. It shows the seller your efforts. It allows the seller to go, hey, yeah, you know what? Fair enough. This is where the market is. Or, hey, you know what? That's a great result or, or
0: whatever it might be. Yeah, well, hey, look. You know, we we obviously both stand – it would actually be interesting to do a podcast and get maybe someone from a traditional sense that obviously battles with this and have a conversation with them. You know, maybe we could do that, you know, and, and see what their views are. And, and, guys, we're not looking to prove them wrong and we're not looking to prove us right. We're looking for just pragmatical argument around that. But I think that – I think you'd be very shallow sided to believe that this is going to be the continuation of things because, you know, after, you know, our second ser- – after our first um, part two of, this, of this, uh, this conversation is that we went back and we looked at our auctions and you know, seventy percent of them actually have very limited interest in them. Okay, versus you know, thirty percent that have really strong interest. And then you look at it from a traditional standpoint. Our average days on market as an organisation is actually going up from a traditional standpoint as well. So the market isn't as hot as we always think it is. Okay, it's individual properties. Like one out of every five properties that might have ridiculous interest because it is that perfect position, perfect property, perfectly presented home. Um, so don't allow yourself to buy into that factor be very reasonable from a perspective of what is the future going to entail and don't fall into bad habits now that you have to then correct course later because that will create inefficiencies in your business and lack of cadence and cadence is what's going to keep you guys moving forward from a consistency point of
1: view i just wanted to finish on this last thing as well you know the last two podcasts i've kind of been ranting and raving as far as it being a hot market are you going to apologize no, not at all. Oh, they justify. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, right. So you know, we been ranting and raving about how it's been a hot market, and 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 make sure that you're running the process, and, you know, and the best process for your seller and for yourself as well, mind you, they kind of run hand in hand. But the point I wanted to make here, guys, is the reason why I'm so passionate about this right now is because the thing, you know, like Ben's point is, some of these properties are hot right now. You have a great opportunity not only to capitalize on the result for that home, but to build your business and momentum throughout the end of the year. Yeah. when. I don't necessarily think things are going to stay as strong. Uh, Arguably, there's some strong and not strong sales going on right now. But right now, there is good inquiry. There is multiple offers, okay? That may not be the case in three months' time, okay? It's been a tumultuous year. We don't know where things are going to head towards the end of the year. But make sure that you're capitalizing every day in and out of what results you're getting and then how that's going to lead you to the next one or two or three or four or five listings in five months' time.
0: I think we try and preach that as much as we can but you know again we're going to allow you guys to indulge into your bad habits okay but hopefully you can be cognizant of your bad habits um so that therefore that's the first step in obviously correcting them as well um folks again we will continue on uh hopefully with this series we're doing an interview with an agent um that we might choose here shortly that uh that obviously has these individual battles from that perspective um, and, uh, and we can have a conversation with them. But uh, either way, we appreciate you t- tuning in guys and uh, look forward to you tuning into another episode of Rethink Real Estate shortly. Thank you.